A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property, in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When the servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant! I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant, as I had pity on you? Then in anger his master handed him over to the torturers, until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. We are reading in chapter 18 of the Gospel in Matthew on the question of forgiveness in the church. Peter has been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven and the power to bind and to loose. So Peter is asking how much forgiveness is required. The answer comes not seven times, but seventy-seven times. This number comes from the book of Genesis. After Cain killed his brother Abel, God swore that if anyone harmed Cain, he should be avenged sevenfold. Just before the flood, violence had escalated so much that Lamech, a descendant of Cain, swore that if anything should happen to him, he should be avenged seventy-seven times. Jesus is calling us back to the very beginning of creation to undo the spiral of violence. Forgiveness is about undoing the whole network of violence and vengeance. Remember, last week, the power to bind and loose that was first given to Peter is given to the whole community. Both the leaders of the community and the whole body of the church are to exercise forgiveness over and over so as to lead to transformation of heart. 
That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. Normally, when we hear a parable like this, we imagine that the king is a stand-in for God. But when the king, in anger, handed him over to be tortured, the analogy begins to fall apart. Matthew might be giving us a hint. In the Greek, the word anthropos, man, is inserted before the word king. Instead of showing us what God is like, Jesus may be giving us a picture of what the whole system of unforgiveness looks like. James Allison points out that the servants are ministers whose work is the collection of taxes. At the end of the year, they would all be called in to make an accounting. Of course, a tax collector makes a profit by adding a fee to the taxes collected. The first minister has a huge debt to pay. In the Greek, it is 10,000 talents. One talent is equal to 15 years of wages. This is an astronomical amount. This tax-collecting official must have been responsible for a very large area. There might have been a famine or some other calamity this year, and he has fallen short. When the king suggests that he should be sold along with his family, he asks the king for time. We presume that he expects to be able to make up the loss the following year. And the king gives him what he asks. He rolls his debt over to the next year. He turns it into a loan, which is the word that is used in the Greek. Now, this same tax-collecting minister goes out, and in the line of all the other ministers who are making their annual accounting, he sees a lesser minister who owes him a hundred denarii. A denarii is a single day's wage. He threatens to put him into prison until he has paid back what is owed. The other tax-collecting ministers are upset because the whole system depends on keeping everything going, turning debts into loans. If you remove someone from the system, it's like pulling a cog out of a machine, and the whole system might collapse. The king says to the first servant, I'm going to call him Peter. I turned your debt into a loan. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant, as I had pity on you? And then, in anger, his master handed Peter over to the torturers, until he should pay back the whole debt. It sounds like Peter must pay back the whole debt to the king. But in the Greek, the word pay can mean release, forgive, cancel, or repay. What if Peter is handed over to the torturers until he learns to release, forgive, or cancel? Not the huge amount of the king, but the smaller amount to his fellow servant. It's as if the unforgiving servant, Peter, is handed over and handed the keys for his release at the same time. The late Episcopal priest, Robert Capon, writes, Both heaven and hell are populated entirely and only by forgiven sinners. 
Hell is just a courtesy for those who insist they want no part of forgiveness. Clinging to vengeance tortures us with our vengeance for as long as we are imprisoned by it. Jesus is calling us to undermine the whole system of vengeance and violence with forgiveness. On the cross, Jesus doesn't say, I forgive you. He asks his Father to forgive them. When we aren't ready to forgive those who are hurting us, can we at least begin by asking God to forgive them? Sister Helen Prejean would occasionally meet Lloyd LeBlanc after the execution of the man who had killed his son. They would meet at a chapel which holds perpetual adoration. Kneeling with him in the middle of the night in a silent chapel, they would say the rosary together. At one point, Lloyd shared with Sister Helen his struggle to forgive his son's killer. When he arrived with the sheriff's deputies in the deserted field to identify his son's body, he had knelt down beside the body and prayed the Our Father. When he came to the words, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, he had not stopped praying or made any mental reservations. Instead, he added the words, Whoever did this, I forgive them. Whoever did this, I forgive them, requires a big faith and even a bigger heart. But Lloyd LeBlanc admits that it has not been easy to sustain that forgiveness. But obviously, forgiveness is winning out because, among other things, he is even able to go and visit the mother of his son's killer when she herself lay dying, and offer her comfort. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart.